Welcome, friends, to episode 23 of the Fast and Fabulous podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Montone. I'm a full-time mom, fasting coach, and podcaster. My entire adult life was always centered around losing weight and got exceptionally difficult after having children. I had tried everything, pills, shakes, wraps, counting calories, over-exercising. I was the ultimate yo-yo dieter until January 2020 when I discovered clean intermittent fasting. Three years later, I'm down 50 plus pounds, four to five sizes, but most importantly, I've been able to maintain a healthy weight for the first time in my adult life for over two years now. So stop counting calories and stick with me because we all have the power to lose weight and keep it off naturally. Best of all, it's absolutely free. Please remember to consult your physician before embarking on an intermittent fasting lifestyle. Also, please do not use any of the following information in place of medical advice. Okay, guys, so our guest today, I was trying to get to come on the show for a while, and he finally agreed, and I could not be more thrilled to have Justin Claypool with us today. Justin is 33 years old. He was born in Klamath Falls, Oregon, and he's currently living out in Clarkson, Washington. He was pre-diabetic from an early age and overweight his entire life. At his highest weight, he was 375 plus pounds. In 2017, he decided to start his journey to good health at the age of 28. Through whole foods and intermittent fasting, he has been able to lose over 150 pounds and keep it off. Now Justin has shifted his focus from losing weight to building muscle and longevity. I first met Justin in Jin Stevens' original Delay Don't Deny Facebook support group over three years ago. Jin has even featured some of his story in Fast Feast Repeat. Chapter 5, page 70. The first thing I noticed was he was a young man who overcame morbid obesity. That immediately is impressive as hell. I mean, come on. He was one of my very first inspirations to take a chance and begin my own journey to optimal health. Are you new to the fasting world or jumping back in? Maybe you just made a New Year's resolution to get healthy and don't know really where to start. With all the knowledge and resources out there, it is okay to still need a bit of help. Did you know that I now offer coaching services? Nothing makes me happier than helping someone find this freedom and setting them up for a lifetime of optimal health and wellness. Please visit fastandfabulouspodcast.com to learn more. I am committed to coaching as many of you this year as I possibly can. That is my New Year's resolution. Welcome, everyone, to episode 23 of the Fast and Fabulous podcast. Today, I am so honored and thrilled and incredibly excited to have Justin Claypool with us. Justin, you're my first, um, first of all, you're my youngest guest, and, and I'm always so thrilled to have a male perspective because there's so many females in this, you know, space, and when I get a male perspective. I'm just so thrilled. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to talk to me. And 
I think that you're probably my only guest to have released more than 150 pounds, like incredible. So that is just so cool. I always like to start with how and when did you first discover clean intermittent fasting? Um, yeah, for sure. So I'm excited to be here and thanks for having me. And, um, you know, I discovered clean intermittent fasting um, through Jen Stevens' book, Delay, Don't Deny. So at the time I was doing, um, you know, I, basically I actually started my weight loss journey doing um, Whole30 and was that was the first program that I ever really had like any success with. And from there, it kind of turned into like what a typical diet would where it was too restrictive. And I got into that yo-yo cycle. And so um, I'd lost a significant amount of weight and then put some back on. And um, I was doing a healthy wager, which is like where you bet, um, you know, that you can lose a certain amount of weight during a uh, certain time frame and you pay in per month and at the end they have a payout for you and through this like chat forum thing I remember I'll, I'll never forget because it was you know kind of life-changing um somebody was like you know you should totally check out delay don't deny and intermittent fasting because I was trying to do like low carb yeah. um keto type diet and um I downloaded Jen's audiobook and binge binge listen to it I think in like a day or day and a half you know and from there um you know got involved with the online Facebook communities at the time and then uh sort of never looked back from there it was clean fasting ever since so so when you started the whole 30 diet that was way back when right you're you're talking like back in 2017 am I correct in saying that Yep. Yeah. It was like, I think the end of 2016, beginning of 2017. And how old were you then? Um, I would have been 27. Okay. So at 27 years old, because a lot of us, we get to like our mid thirties towards the four, I'm, I'm 41. So, but <laughs> I started, I didn't start fasting until I was 38, but I wish I had known about fasting at 27. So yeah. It's it's very cool to see somebody so young take back their health at such a young age. So you started in 2017. You learned about clean fasting in the same year, or was it like? Um, no, it was it was a while later. Okay. Um, I, I'm trying to think exactly what the time frame was, but I would say it was it was probably at, at least a year later, um, closer probably to like the beginning of 2019. Gotcha. Um, okay. So 2019. And, yep. And, um, you know, like I say that I'd done pretty well with Whole30, um, but it, you know, it just was that cycle of um, over-restricting and then, you know, just completely going off the rails. Um, and so I believe it was like actually early, um, summer 2019 and, mm -hmm. um, I started doing intermittent fasting. I, I was doing, um, at the time I was doing like the bulletproof coffee, oh, um, yeah. with keto and yeah. was just miserable all the time. Oh. I would like drink it first thing in the morning and by like 
noon i was just so hungry and hangry hangry yeah yeah it was the worst (laughs) and so um i immediately as soon as i you know listened through that audible it just like clicked and made sense to me and so um i switched straight away to the clean fast and black coffee and um just made a world of difference and like my i couldn't believe like how much less hungry I was not putting something in my coffee. In the Isn't morning, it you know? crazy, right? Like oh, that yeah. little dash of cream, that little scoop of, you know, collagen, whatever. It, it really does just like it, your insulin gets released and you get hangry. And every time we put a flavor in our mouth, you know, that same thing happens. So it's just so important to keep it clean, plain water, plain black coffee. So 2019 you, in the summer, you started clean fasting haven't looked back since and how much weight have you lost to date? I know you're not focused so much on weight loss anymore. So we'll get to that, but I want to know exactly what you're, where you're at today. So, um, I started and I don't know, you know, exactly like my highest weight because, um, when I started doing like whole 30 and all that stuff, I'd already moved to like a little bit more active job Mm -hmm. and I'd moved away from my hometown where, um, you know, I, wasn't eating as well and Mm. going out more and drinking more alcohol and things like that down there. So, um, I'd already taken a little bit of a shift for, uh, the healthier, but around then I was weighing in like 370 ish pounds. And that was, you know, after I'd already made some positive changes. So I really don't know quite what my highest weight was, but I know when I started doing whole 30, I was like right around 370. And so, um, today I'm sitting about 215. Oh my gosh, Justin, you lost a whole person. Like I'm sure you hear that. (laughs) I'm sure you hear that all the time and it's probably kind of annoying at this point. Um, so sorry, I had to say it. Uh, you look incredible. Like I follow you on Instagram and I've been following you since the beginning, um, in Jin's original delay, don't deny support group. You were one of my first inspirations, dude, because I looked at you and I said, this guy has worked his ass off and he's done it like it's just it's just coming off and you looked so healthy. You look so vivacious and you were so young and doing it. And most of the people in the group weren't as young, but I was so inspired by you. And I know you're inspiring so many young people to get healthy now before it's harder. You know what I mean? Like it's not as easy yeah. at 40 to lose weight than it is at 28. Um, but I'm so happy you found the clean fast and that you took control of your health. So how, like, I know that you've totally shifted your focus now. Let's talk about that. You, when you were losing weight, you, were you working out at all? Let's take a quick break. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. So when I very first started, I, I was not um, working out at all. Um, I, I would walk, 
here and there, you know, occasionally like walk with my dog or things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and it, it really wasn't until um, right when I started doing the clean fasting a little bit after that is when, when I started going to the gym more. Yeah. Um, and I was only going a couple days a week um, and so just sort of here and there and nothing really, really extreme. But, um, you know, during that time, the clean fasting is what I was really focused on and like, mm-hmm. you know, shedding the pounds. And so um, I did that for quite a while and then got more focused on working out more and, you know, improving my body composition, things like that. And then um, last, last like August, September, so not of 2022, but of 2021, mm-hmm. um, I did 75 hard, which is like a mental toughness challenge right um, okay so this is, this is like a viral thing you got to fill me in on what 75 heart is right I'm so, so interested. It, it's a program it's like designed by andy frisella and it is designed to like sort of give you like a little bit of like tenacity and grit and mental fortitude because it's not just like a plan designed for um losing weight or working out. It's not like a get shredded 90 days program or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that you have to do um, daily that um, are designed to be inconvenient and to sort of like tax you a little bit mentally in order to, you know, develop that, you know, we always talk about like the fasting being like a muscle, right? Like when you're not good at it at first, it's sort of the same way where like, teaching yourself how to do hard things. So yeah. you have two 45 minute workouts a day. One of them has to be outdoors. Um, you read 10 pages of a nonfiction um, self-development book every day. And then um, I'm trying to think of everything. You drink a gallon of water. Okay. And, um, and then you follow a diet. So a diet of your choosing, right. in my case, I just chose intermittent fasting um, you know, and also was focusing on eating fairly clean during that time. So, um, and that's sort of what brought about the whole shift, um, to what I'm doing now is during that time I did ADF and with everything I was doing, I, I got down to, um, 198 pounds. So, you know, about almost 20 pounds less than what I'm at right now which, you know, it was great and I felt pretty good. But um, ultimately, I, I wasn't super happy or satisfied like with my physique. I was like, okay, yeah. I, I broke a sub 200 pounds, which like, um, you know, we didn't go too far back. But like, you know, I, I probably haven't been sub 200 pounds since I was in like the fifth grade, you know, because I've been overweight my whole life. So it was kind of cool to like see that number tick under 200, but then it was like, okay, well now I don't really want to get, you know, in any thinner at this point, I'm six foot four. So six, four, one ninety eight. you know, that's, that's thin. Yeah. And it, it's actually just inside the normal BMI range. Isn't that crazy, right? Those numbers are are pretty much trash. So, (laughs) um, what I did from there is, I was doing that. And then I was also working two jobs at the time. And so um, I kind of just got like a little bit of burnout 
I guess, and oh, yeah. um, sort of just kind of fell off altogether. I was like working on remodeling my house and doing some different things. And so I, I never stopped intermittent fasting, which, mm-hmm. you know, I'm super grateful for because um, I did put on like, a good amount of that weight back like this last summer I was back up like 235 range which mm-hmm. still a pretty healthy range for for my height but um you know after being down to 198 um so when I got refocused um earlier this summer um t- 2022 summer um I decided that I really wanted to focus on building muscle um rather than losing weight this time around and mm-hmm. so um I just sort of switched up my approach and I'm still doing intermittent fasting, but I'm not fasting near as much. So um, instead of doing like um, OMAD or ADF or anything like that, I'm, I'm doing about an 18 and six window. That's awesome. So do you feel that helps you with your, your workouts? Because I recently started working out a few months ago because I'm in the same kind of frame of mind. Now I'm like, okay, I got really thin, but I don't feel strong. So I, I felt in the first month, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I scaled back quite a bit, but I never did ADF. So how do you feel now doing the 18-6? I, it's been a game changer for me. It really yeah. has as far as like progress in the gym. I didn't have like, um, you know, a super huge, strong baseline of like muscle already built. Um, you know, you see some of these guys that have like, previously been really strong or things mm-hmm. like that use intermittent fasting and it you know they don't lose that muscle but to actually gain and put on um that muscle it it was really hard for me doing the shorter windows in adf like during that time when i was doing 75 hard and working out twice a day one of one of my workouts would typically just be like either walking or jogging with my dog but mm-hmm. um like it was just too much i didn't i wasn't eating enough and i was like like actually start to like feel like sick after yeah. some of the workouts. Cause yeah. I do, I go to a, like a strength and conditioning class okay. um, f- kind of for broad strokes purposes. You can think of like CrossFit or something like that. Okay. Okay. And so the workouts are really intense. They're and like, intense. I yeah. would, yeah, I would be just gassed, like oh. lying on the floor for 20 minutes afterwards type deal, you know? And um, now it's, it's just a lot better. Um, yeah, so I bet having that little bit longer window has allowed me to, um, you know, increase my, my protein by quite a bit without having to try and, um, you know, use like protein bars or, or shakes or anything like that. I do, um, take a post-workout drink that has, um, both protein and carbs in it that that's been helpful as well. But, um, you know, eating over six hours, it allows me to still stick to like my whole food sources of protein. And, um, you know, I'm eating quite a bit more than I was back then, but still slowly well, losing weight. Yeah, so. natural. I mean, listen, I, I had no idea how important protein was uh, until about six months ago when I decided to start tracking. And I was super uh, surprised that I wasn't getting nearly enough every day. So how much protein do you eat every day? Just curious. So I, I am tracking right now um, just because I'm, yeah. you know, like pretty dialed in and focused. And mm-hmm. for me, that's not going to be like probably something that I'm 
consider sustainable or, or long-term, right? Yeah. But, but like you, I had no idea like the amount of protein I was getting. I was eating uh, quite a bit of fat, um, you know, from leftover keto habits, I guess, yeah. and not realizing like really the difference between um, lean protein and fattier protein. Mm. Um, and so my goal, daily goal uh, right now is 215 grams. Um, Hear that? 215 grams. Why is that, Justin? Tell our listeners why you go for 215 grams every day. So for 215 grams, um, I go for because I'm aiming for one gram per pound of lean body mass. That you That know, is how that. much protein everybody should be getting. And yeah. I had no idea up until, and you know, I, I was considered myself healthy and, you know, and all this stuff. And um, it has been a game changer for me. Has it been a game changer for you when you upped your protein? I, I mean, it really has. Um, you know, I went like, you know, when I was closer down to like the 200 pound mark last um, fall, fall 2021 I guess that is and mm. um was like trying to work out I just I was you know getting slimmer and and healthier and cardiovascular wise um I was you know pretty healthy but I wasn't getting any stronger right um I'd, I'd spent a lot of time in the gym and none of my lifts had increased um I didn't feel like I was like you know getting the um cosmetic body mass either yeah. like they you know the physical that you can see sure um so having added that in you know especially the last six months it's just been really crazy to see the amount of progress that i made in the gym during that time has been you know more than i have in like the whole last three years in the last six months so that been is really so crazy cool. like i mean when you add that protein in, like I said, it is a total game changer and it makes your workouts easier. It makes your fasts, I bet, easier. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it just overall makes you feel better. So make sure you're getting enough protein. If you feel like you're not, start, I'm not into, you know, counting things and macros. And like you said, that's not sustainable. But to get an idea where you're at, it's a good idea to to figure that out. And I and I'm, I'm with you. I'm not going to sustain it forever. And I, I stopped now, but now I have a good idea. But uh, that's a great point. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. You know, uh, for me, like say, to kind of learn about, you know, what that 215 grams a day looks like, it's been really important to track macros because it's my least favorite thing to do. I can tell you, I don't like weighing. I don't like measuring. You know, it just, it's the reason that I, you know, turned to intermittent fasting to start is that it was a lot more effortless, but right. through intermittent fasting and all the success that I had, it's, um, you know, developed those fasting muscles and, and also given me, you know, a fair amount of like that discipline that allows me to be able to track right now. Like, because, you know, I know if I stick to something, it, it'll work. And, um, you know, it's allowed me to, you know, have that discipline to actually track everything I eat, which, like say, it's not something I'm going to do forever, but it's been really great to kind of figure out where I need to be as a baseline for, 
you know, eating protein. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, okay. So 215 grams of protein. What is, what does that look like? Cause you said you don't eat protein shakes or really protein bars or anything like that typically. So are you eating like, you know, a bunch of steak all day? <laughs> like, what do you, what is your <laughs> typical 215 grams of protein look like? Uh, so usually I break my fast at like one or two o'clock in the afternoon and I, I try and meal prep for my lunches mm-hmm. um, because it's been winter and I do one of my workouts outside. So a lot of times what I do is take a, an hour long lunch at work and um, I'll go walk or walk run intervals on, on the um, walking path down here with my dog. And um, when I get back, I'll have some sort of protein usually I, I like to prep chicken it's cheap and it's a fish and, and yeah. yeah it's easy and you know goes good with a, a ton of different stuff right. so um usually my lunches will have like probably 12 12 ounces of like chicken breast intermixed with a big a big thing of vegetables right yeah. and then um a lot of times i'll have so after that, maybe like an hour or two later at four o'clock, I'll have something small like a chomps bar or, um, you know, a piece of jerky, something like that mm. um, to sort of keep going on that. And then I work out usually at like 5.30 p.m. every day. And then um, after my workout, I do have that post-workout um, shake, which... Um, does have 40 of my 250 grams in it. What? Um, You're going to have to tell me where you get this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's like a post-workout stack that I get from first form and and it's, it's got 40, 40 grams, which that's like, that is a big help on that. But I mean, a lot of days I'm still getting around 200 grams of the, the whole foods from there. I'm a big eater. And so I, I can, you know, fit all that in pretty easily and then for dinner you know same sort of deal big chunk of protein with um you know a big side of vegetables and then um the other thing that's really been a game changer for me is like just getting over my fear of carbs like after doing keto and all that for so long i'm like even with intermittent fasting i really still eat low carbon keto most of the time and now it's like I'm eating sweet potatoes and squash and just like all this stuff that it's so good for you yeah it's it's great for you good I mean carbs could be your enemy sure because a lot of them are overly processed we know that but those are all great carbs yeah And, and kind of what I'm doing right now is almost like a little um version of carb cycling or something where like hmm. um during the week on days that because I don't um lift like work out like uh, anaerobic workouts during the weekend uh-huh. during the weekend I, I walk twice a day with my dog and so uh-huh. on the weekend I tend to stick to low carb okay uh, and then during the week when you know I'm needing that extra fuel and I'm yeah. lifting benching and things like that I'll eat the higher carb um, you know, starchier veggies, things like that. That makes sense. I've heard carb cycling. I've never done it myself, but now I know what it is. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I mean, listen, I, I always ask this question about non-scale victories and I'm sure over your last five plus years, you've had many 
along your journey. Can you name like one or two that have just been a total game changer for you? Like the most significant ones you can think of? Um, I, I would say the number one um, non-scale victory that I've had is just um, the improvements in, in my mental health. Uh, okay. You know, I between, love that. Between being, um, you know, intermittent fasting and the all the additional exercise. And then also the last 18 months, I've been alcohol free now. And so the the changes mentally have just been like crazy you know it just happier and healthier mentally um so that's probably my number one nsb and then um there's a lot of other ones um i'm sure there are yeah (laughs) you know like it's really cool to like go get blood work done and have the doctor be like this is great you know like i have no suggestions for you like whatever you're doing just don't stop doing like having all my numbers (laughs) yeah having all your numbers be in like the ideal range especially for me like um you know when i was like 11 i was you know diagnosed as like insulin resistant and pre-diabetic oh my gosh wow my a1c all those numbers that have always been off my entire life are all like you know not just like better but in ideal ranges optimal so, ranges yeah. yeah so it's super cool um that you know medically those numbers and then along with i had really bad gout flare-ups yeah um when i wasn't eating as well and it, and was heavier and if you've ever had gout it's like literally debilitating you can't yeah. can't walk you can't get out of bed it's terrible and i wouldn't Ugh on anyone so it's been quite a while um since i've had any sort of gout flare i did sort of have some bouts with them when i started first started doing like longer fasts and things like that it um actually kind of made it made it flare up a little bit but it sort of leveled out um you know along with my weight leveling out so that's awesome and i just want to go back really quick and touch on what you mentioned was you're getting sober and, and quitting alcohol. So this is something that I'm personally working on. So I'm super interested in your journey towards sobriety. How did fasting affect you in that? Did fasting lead you to discover that alcohol was no longer your friend or was it something else? Um, it, it definitely played a big part in it. It was like, your body um, becomes so much more sensitive to things, you know, just like we, we kind of discover that foods that we used to think were, you know, some of our favorite foods when we're, we're fasting and we're more in tune with our bodies and we eat those foods and they just make us feel like trash, you know? So um, that played a big part in it that, um, you know, I was doing all these great things to make myself feel better all the time and get the non-scale victories of having that, you know, improved mental health and things like that. And then I would, you know, drink and I, you know, I, I tend to do not very many things in moderation and drinking is one of them. So, um, you you're know, in, I, I you're would, in good company. Because I can't, (laughs) I have a hard time controlling myself with alcohol, which is why we're talking about this. (laughs) Right. So, uh, you know, I would tend to like over imbibe and then I would, 
you know, not just feel bad, like physically, but I would have anxiety and, you know, not be as happy mentally, you know, depression, things like that. But like, you know, when I was younger, it didn't really affect me after drinking, but as I got older, it more and more where it was like, instead of just like the next morning being a little bit shaky, it'd be like a few days, right. <laughs> or, or a it week. It gets worse and, and worse. my <laughs> Right. <laughs> and so, um, one day I, I listened to a book by Anne Grace or Annie Grace called, um, this naked mind. And, um, you know, sort of like Jen's book, I dove into it and like just listened to this entire audible in one day. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to drink anymore. And just decided like just that decided. day. Well, and I tried yeah. to give it up a few times before. Like okay. I'd, I'd do like the dry January or I'd be like, it, you know, I'd have a night where I, you know, had a few too many and I'd decide I'm going to give it up for a while. And you know, 30 days or 60 days, but I was always like feeling like, oh, this is just temporary. And, you know, I like, I'll put off doing all the fun things that I want to do during the, this like month or two, right? Because I'm taking a break. And then when I kind of switched and I was just like, I'm not going to do it again ever. It was like, okay, well, I still need to figure out how to do the fun thing. So um, that was really a game changer for me. And, um, you know, sort of just figuring out how to do everything again without drinking. I was going to say, it's such like a socially, like, I don't know. It's like, if you go out, you don't have a drink in your hand, you're with your friends. It's just like, you feel, I I feel awkward sometimes. So, I mean, so what are, what are your tips and tricks for, you know, going out with, because you're, you're younger than me. I'm sure you still go out with your friends and stuff. So like, do you just have like a, a seltzer or something like that and, or a glass of water? Yeah. yeah. So I'll do like, I'll do a mocktail or, um, you know, if, if I'm having a barbecue or whatever, I'll do NA beers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have a small amount of alcohol in them, but they're not enough to, to really make me feel bad or right. drunky or anything like that. So, um, I'll do one of those. And, and it, really a lot of it is mental and the book sort of helped me with that shift and to figure out that um, most people like won't even realize that you're not drinking. Like it's all in your head that you're like, Oh, I'm the weird one. But if you, especially if you have a drink in your hand, like it doesn't affect them, you know, it doesn't affect like how much fun they're having or like, you're not being a stick in the mud for the most part. You know, I feel like I'm, better company and more energetic and you know a better time when i'm not drinking so yeah, um, just kind of switching that mindset around it where it's like you know you're you don't stick out and just you know order your drink confidently and you know get what you know a soda water with lime or whatever you want to get right. and it really isn't that much different it's it's weird <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, okay, so I've done the thing where you I've said, okay, I'm not going to drink for 30 days for the, you know, healing benefits and the detox benefits. Uh, but I never did stick to it. I'm not an everyday drinker, certainly, but I would love to give it up because I would, I would like to see like my mom tummy go away. And I think that's the only way it's going to happen. <laughs> so I'm very inspired by your sobriety. So how long have you been sober now? 
18 months. So um, Congrats. Just, just past 18 months, I have like an app that I check on every great once in a while. Um, and it was kind of like weird to hit 18 months on there or whatever, because it's not something I like really am closely tracking anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, it just has kind of moved to like the back of my mind where it's not something I really think about or um, really struggle with that, you know, every great once in a while, <laughs> it's like there, there are certain things that, you know, you did that you always drank while you were doing. Yeah. And it's like, it can still be a little bit strange, but like on a day-to-day basis, I'm not like, Oh, you know, today's day 1000 or anything yeah. like that. So um, yeah, I would definitely recommend um, <clears throat> that book, this naked mind by Annie, Annie Grace. I'm going to go download it after we hang up. <laughs> it's, really, it's, it's a lot different than like the traditional, um, like it's almost the opposite of like the 12 step programs and like not hating on those. Cause you know, any way that anyone finds to, sure. um, you know, be sober, I think is great. But, um, for me, it was just like, it's, really like science and data focus it reminds me of like one of jen's books or something where you know you're learning why it affects you this way and how it affects you like mentally and all these different things and how over the years it changes like your your neural pathways and things like that Mm -hmm. and they don't really change back so once it starts affecting you a certain way differently than it used to it's always going to be that way. So it was, it was pretty cool to like, um, and that's why like I dove deep into that science in that book. And then I was just like, okay, that's, that's it for me. I'm big on like the science part of it, you know, and it was all like backed by studies and data driven. So it was like, um, yeah, just can't get any better than that. I I mean, I love that you just decided and, and went for it because I feel like in fasting also, that's kind of like how you have to do it. Like you just can't really wait for a great time because there's never going to be a perfect, wonderful time to start fasting or start uh, working towards your sobriety. It's just rip off the bandaid and start just start yeah. today, you know? And that's what I tell everyone about fasting. I know there's a lot of listeners out there. It's January. Everybody is trying to get in the gym. I know my gym's been a lot more crowded this month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll probably die down in a few weeks. So, um, but, you know, I always tell people, you know, cause I, when somebody goes to start, they're like, well, you know, I've got my grandma's birthday party or this or that. And I'm like, just start, just start tomorrow mm-hmm. by skipping breakfast and take it from there, you know, fast clean every day. So the next, you know, I just want to shift a little bit. As far as community goes, we talked about community in the beginning. I saw you first in Jin's, you know, delay, don't deny original group way back in the day. And so are you still part? You're still part of you're in my group. I know that. I know you're in Graham's group. How important do you feel that community is to this lifestyle? Um, I think it's super important, especially when you're starting out. Yeah. Um, I, I still try and get on and be active in those groups, but I'm not anywhere near as active in them as I used to be. Um, you know, for one, I, I try to stay off social media a little bit more. Um, but when I first was starting out, it was super important to me. It was like, um, 
just being in those groups all the time, like seeing posts, it, it just keeps you like on track and motivated and seeing other people's results and like just good reminders of why you're doing it. Because especially with fasting, and it's become a lot more mainstream since I very first started, but especially with fasting at first, it was like anyone outside of those groups that I told about it, it was like, you can't do that. That's an eating disorder, you know, yeah, you're like starving yourself. So, yeah. And, um, so it was super important for me to have this, like, um, you know, at the time these were pretty massive online communities and, you know, yours is large and Graham's large, like this amount of people where you can see like anecdotally that it's working for them. And, you know, their skin's not turning gray and their hair is not falling out. You know, people are like, you can't restrict calories like that. I'm like, not really restricting calories that much, especially now, you know, the amount of food that I'm eating is a lot. It's more than I've ever eaten before, I mean, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it, it's crazy, right? Yeah. A whole and, group of people cheering you on that you don't know. Yeah. Personally. It's, it's really awesome. So that sense of community has really been, um, you know, instrumental for me as well as like, um, on, on Instagram, there's, you know, a big health community and, and everything like that. So, yeah. um, you know, been super important to be able to like, you know, share those non-scale victories along with like progress photos and see other people's progress photos. It's always super inspirational to me. Absolutely. Uh, and that, that was my experience as well. You know, it was it, starting out, it wasn't as mainstream as it is now. Um, fortunately for me, everybody was supportive in my circle, but I can see where, you know, there, I have a lot of people come to me and say, you know, I'm coaching somebody right now whose husband is not on, you know, he's not not on board, but like he gets angry when you know, he cooks dinner at eight, eight o'clock at night, and she doesn't want to eat at eight o'clock at night. And so, you know, it's just stuff like that, where it's like, having that support, always like, okay, I'm just gonna, I, I'm not the hugest social media person, uh, as far as like mental health and stuff. But if you go on there, and you look, and you just get a little bit of motivation for the day, like, okay, maybe that's going to help you get to the end of your fast that day, maybe you're struggling that day. Um, so I, I totally agree. I think community is super important, but um, definitely get into the right community because there's so many, right. there's so many communities out there that are throwing around lots of misinformation. Don't go down the rabbit hole on YouTube or Google about intermittent fasting because there's so much stuff out there that's just uh, completely skewed. And especially now in January, um, obviously. Or Reddit. Reddit's a big one too. Oh, Have you gosh, ever been out yes. on the the Reddit fasting threads? There, they're pretty crazy. You have everything from you know people saying that you can, you know, drink diet soda to then you get into like these crazy. Well, and you know, I'm okay with like some extended fasting, but you get there's like thirty and sixty day water fasters on there and stuff I'm like that's so oh yeah, that's my so gosh. intense. That but, is yeah. very intense, and it. Yeah, it, it can be like, you really dive into them and, and like, it seems cool when they make it sound like the results are really great and all that, but it's like, 
I, I got into like just checking out those threads for a while out of curiosity and it was like almost had me tempted to try a long and I'm like, no, I don't think so. You what's know, the just long, what's you're the so, longest you've ever fasted? Just curious. I, I have went 72 before. Okay. Um, and, and for me, that's the very upper limit. And I would still consider doing a 72 hour fast, but it would only be for the autophagy benefits right. and, yeah. and the health benefits to really do uh, a, a reset like that. Um, I'm not into the like, you know, cut that weight over that time. A lot of it's going to come back and, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you are, you are definitely burning fat during that time, but at 72 hours, you're also burning muscle. So, yeah. um, you know, it's slow down a bit. Yeah. I, I probably would not go anything over like 48 to 72 for sure now. And, and even then it's like, I think about doing ADF and like, no, I don't know. <laughs> it, it worked pretty good for me when I was doing it last year, but it's like, I, I just eat so much now and, I love eating. <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's not for everyone. I've never once did ADF in my three years. So I, again, it, some people love it and some people it's just not for them. And it's just a tool. I mean, like if you want to go back and never try it again, it's just a tool in your tool belt. Right. Um, exactly. It's good to have. Um, but so I'm going to wrap this up. I don't want to keep you all day. I know you got a job to go back to. Right. So uh, we have a lot of new fasters, a lot of people maybe just thinking about going um, and starting their own journey with intermittent fasting. If you could give somebody just one tip, or maybe two, <laughs> what would they be for somebody who could be a little skeptical, maybe thinking about this lifestyle? Um, I would say uh, my advice to a new faster would be to, um, you know, really be consistent with the clean fast and not worry so much about length um, and not try to do it all at once. You know, I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. And that's what I did as far as like some is good, more is better. And, yeah. and it's not always the case with fasting. Yeah. I think really establishing that um, establishing it as a baseline habit is a lot more important than you know, trying to shed all the weight that you have to lose in three months or something. Um, you can do it slowly um, with, you know, a little bit longer daily window. And in the end, you're going to be a lot happier for it because you'll be able to stick with it, you know. So just finding that window that you can stick with and establishing that as your baseline and make sure that you're clean fast. Ah, so important. I love it. Clean fast. That's the number one important, most important rule in my book. So Justin, it has been so awesome having you here and I cannot wait for this episode to come out. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I really appreciate it. And I really hope you have a great weekend ahead of you. I know it's not All right. Friday yet, but it's almost there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye, Justin. Bye. Thank you all again for listening today. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow me on Instagram at Clean Fasting Mama. And if you're enjoying the show, please leave me a review. Fast on, friends.